Well, hello. Welcome to episode five of the Preston sniffing the microphone. I'm wondering. I'm, I'm, He's I'm, Biden in the I'm shit doing my out Joe of that Biden impression. What's it smell like? I, I wonder actually in the intro if you can, if anybody. It can. smells like youth. I will be excited to see if anybody can hear me smelling. I can hear it in my headphones. Could you so hear I it in, in if, the if headphones? If you can hear it in the headphones. Okay, good deal. <laughs> oh good luck. <laughs> Welcome to Meathead Chatter. Um, our <laughs> intros are continuing to improve, as you all can see. Oh man, I don't know. I think there's. <laughs> I, I I don't know. That's uh, deteriorating. This is episode five. With, with yeah, episode five, and with me as always is Preston, and I of course am Dan. Preston is at psac sixteen on Instagram. Shameless I am plug at strongman underscore Dan on Instagram, and you of course can see us at Meathead Chatter as well. You know what we didn't talk about last, last week? week? Last, yeah, so we did not talk about how people need to leave us five-star reviews. Oh, my God. And I need the, the like, stars are cool. Don't get me wrong. Five stars. I mean, if it's under five, just don't even leave a review. I don't know. If it's under five, give it, leave a review. Let me know. No. You can message us your shit that you don't like about us, but do not tell the world. Tell the world we're awesome. <laughs> they don't okay, like so anyway, just... leave a review. And when you leave your review, I just want it to be as, like, fucking weird as possible. I want to read weird fucking reviews, but I want it to be five stars. That's, so, that's what I want from the world. Have you met Internet Culture Man? Yes. Like, uh Please no weird requests for me. Like, if you want Dan to do something weird, go for it. Well, I'll take the video. But I didn't say anything that. about requests. I get enough of those in my DMs. Oh, well, that's kind hairy. of where I, was, that's where I thought it was Large, going. hairy man. Many, many hairy men. That's called a bear. They have very small penises. Rob, it is called a bear, right? <laughs> that's true. That's what I'm told. Actually, <laughs> it's funny because he's, he's a bear himself, isn't he? Who? Rob Kearney. Yeah, I think tech, he's not very hairy, though. That's true, yeah. He's pretty like clean cut. Yeah, I think it's like, uh, like so. I'm kind of like hairy and sloppy, right? I, I think, think that's what a like, bear is like a if, big hairy if man. I enjoyed the company of a man. I would be a bear, right? I don't know. I, I don't know. So I'm much, a bear magnet. I know. I, I think I'd be a no. I don't know. I would be. I'm not a twink. Which, by the way, for all you, you have PC, a beard, you have a for beard, all you, so you yeah, all you, you PC warriors, that is an official gay man term. The only I reason I know like, that is because I was at a bar. Several weeks ago, and yeah, I go to bars. I'm normal, and I ran into like a person who's pretty well known around here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not gonna say just because I don't want him to maybe get in any trouble because we got really really drunk. But he was like talking <laughs> to me about like he's a twink, and I'm like, what what the fuck is that? He's like, I'm just a small, effeminate gay man, small gay man, clean shaven and sexy. Right? He's like, I'm just an effeminate gay man. Like I'm not a woman. I'm just small and I'm more feminine than other guys. That's what a twink is. I'm like, Oh cool. Thanks for teaching me, bud. And they're typically like young too. Uh, he was not very young. He was, okay. he was in his thirties, but he was just, I mean, he just looked young. He huh. looked young. He was a small dude. Like he maybe was a buck. thirty. <laughs> you know what I think is funny? And I think it's super interesting. Um, I was actually talking about this at work. Um, if you are, was, I was talking to buddy. He was his, it's his wife's birthday. Uh, and for her birthday, they're going to like a drag show. Dude, those are weird. Which, you ever been to one? I, I've never been to one. They're cool as shit, man. Elena's been to one, and, and she said it's very entertaining. She was like, honestly, like some of them I couldn't tell. Like if they're walking down the street, I'd have been like, that's a hot chick. Yeah, it's pretty good. I went to so, <laughs> and I, I've been to one before, and I don't remember what the context was, but I went there, and oh, this is one of my 
uh, one of my college fraternity days, my I had an alumni who was gay and a dick. <laughs> uh, no, so okay, let me let me back up. Just because you're gay does not make you a dick. I feel like, like that's understood, but like people so, need to hear it. They so, can hear that. So here's what my alumni did, and he's one of my favorite alumni. And if any of my fraternity brothers are listening, they're gonna know who I'm talking about. But he was he liked to take like brothers, undergraduates, and we would go to like a bar. Mm-hmm. Well, he knew where all the gay bars were, right? So he would take us to a gay bar and then peace out because he, he would like because like <laughs> so like that's I've, amazing, right? Right. So here's here's the cool thing about being a straight white guy and or straight guy in a, a gay bar and relatively attractive. I drink for free. Nice. Well, and so okay, that that leads me into what I was talking about with my with my uh, my buddy here is so he's going to the the thing and and he he was he was basically trying to be like I'm not some like prejudiced asshole he's like i mean i've been to gay bars it's not a big deal he was trying to be like like he was like i'm going to a drag show you ever been to that like what's it like he was a little reserved about it just because he hasn't been to one before right. like what do you and do? then he, and then he he kind of like flipped the switch in his head is like oh shit i don't want anyone to think i'm bigot dude i've been to gay bars before it's cool and i was like dude you're you're fine you you haven't done this thing and you're asking about it like that's not right There's... that's okay you don't have to apologize for that right and if someone takes that wrong that's like their shit not your shit right he was it, asking guidance it, on how to it, well, it, embark on a new adventure. And I like, told him, "Sorry, that offends you. Well, I've and, never done something I, like and that." And I told him, "I was, I was like, I was like, oh, dude, you're fine. I'm not judging you or thinking anything weird about you." I was like, "Dude, I'm telling you what, man. Gay bars are the fucking best." And he was like, "What?" And I was like, "Dude, I'm so serious." So like, Ellen's my fiance. She loves me. I assume for many reasons. You know, yeah, maybe she thinks I'm attractive, but like. She obviously likes things about my personality too, and and if you were to ask her like like hey why do you love Dan she'd probably have like a number of things and maybe the very first thing wouldn't be like he's hot right or something like that I mean because I'm not really but but like it's not going to be the top a female isn't that's like if they're in a relationship and they're like glued to someone it's not going to be the first thing they say right typically right but if you're like so like if a girl is chatting you up at a bar it could be like your confidence as you're interacting with, like there's a lot of things that might make her want to talk to you. Right. But if you're a dude going up to a girl in the bar, you think she's hot and you want to talk to her cause she's hot. Right. Right. So you flip that and then like it's, you're in a gay bar. So if a gay dude is coming up to you and hitting on you, it's cause you're hot. It's cause you're hot. Right. And which it's, is it's, fucking awesome. Right. Like, so like if you need validation on if how you look right in life, Go to a gay bar if you're a dude, and if you get like hit on by dudes, just realize it is so superficial and surface level. It, you're doing your shit right, right? And I think that's why I love gay bars. I'm like, I don't have like you don't have don't, to they act don't, like anything. they don't like me for me. They like me because they think I'm hot, right? That's like <laughs> I think that's why I Which like them too. Awesome. It's because like. <laughs> Oh my God, Hannah's listening to this and she's going to be like, all right, cool, we're going to gay bars now. If she don't mind you getting hit on by people, <sighs> that's fine. Christ. I don't think she would enjoy that, though. I don't know what that would do. I mean, maybe oh we should, God. maybe let's do, let's do a couple's date to, for so your this birthday. Is, uh, we're, we're, for, uh, we're recording two podcasts else. today, but y'all are listening to this a week in the future from when we recorded it, which means I am now 39 and my birthday happened. Right. So do we need to go to gay bar for my birthday? Is that oh, what's happening? Fuck. Well, no. my birthday's on Thursday. Yeah, so yeah, but I thought about taking Friday off anyway. Plus, I don't really want to go to a bar and watch all the guys hit on you and not me. I mean, I feel like I there, need to feel there, good for my birthday, and I feel like that would all make of me our feel bad. Uh, fact checker 
internet wonder warriors, can they tell us, is there a gay bar even here in Lafayette? Man, I would think so. There's so like, got to be. I mean, it's Purdue, a pretty progressive Purdue's, city now. Well, especially West Lafayette, because Purdue's yeah. there. It's a big university, relatively there's gotta speaking. Be a gay bar there's got to be a gay bar there. I don't really feel like driving all the way in Indianapolis. Well, neither do I. So, I'm, so like, okay. I'm 39 now and lazy. So, plot twist. All right, so we, because, yeah, also, Lacking motivation. I'm old, and I don't like going out late. So, like, do we do we get, like, that old crowd? Like, if we go to a gay bar at, like, between the hours of, like, 7, seven and, nine. And, and 9, I hate that you and I are thinking the 9 o'clock cut off. But, like, we go to a gay bar. Does that mean we're going to have older dudes hitting on us? So, if they're older, does that mean they're, mm. like... Are we gonna get hit on by like older, wealthier dudes? Like, like so does that mean we're drinking the drop, <laughs> like top shelf cocktails See, versus I like, feel like bottom? Like, if it's an old, I don't if drink it's an anyway. old dude, they can afford roofies too. So I just don't know if I want to deal with that. Oh yeah, we don't want to go into that. We don't. <laughs> I probably don't want to go. That, not that I mean, gay people are rapey. But more that old people are rapey. Yeah, old people are definitely rapey. I mean, I'm okay I with offending old people. I also don't have the best experience. Biden is rapey. <laughs> no, I remember. I mean, remember my Youth. my experience with a uh, my past experience when we were living together down in Indianapolis and first oh, weekend. Yeah. yeah, that day got that night got crazy. That night got out of hand very quickly. Put context. I almost full disclosure. You got, did not. You did not get roofied. I did not get roofied, but, you but did I did get accosted by a dude. I almost got raped, and like, yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know if you wow, want to we go just, into that here. We just got real, real, real fast. Yeah, you got real, real, real fast. Anyway, so <laughs> let's talk about our Patreon. See oh, yeah. how, how people can so, support us. So hey, instead of if that, you want to, if you want to help support, is there a ding? If you want to help, oh, where's I think the, it's where's, this one? Where's that? Where's the ding button? Oh no. shit! Like a cash register? Ooh, spooky. That's kind of. I don't have a cash register in here. Let's see what the other ones are though. No, I was thinking like a ding. That would have been if you were like. You were like, oh, I hit a like, bad joke. If if this would be like when you said, "Hey, I almost got raped," and then we were quiet, and I was like, "Crickets, crickets." <laughs> right. That would been good timing. Next subject. Okay, we'll find we'll find a uh, a cash register, Jing Jing. Right. Um. So, if you guys would like to assist in Preston's therapy, um, <laughs> <laughs> please help support our Patreon. Yeah, hit up our Patreon. We got a couple options for you. First option is going to be a fiver a month. And that's just to show your support and say, yay, we like you guys, and it makes us feel special. Um, and then we have two other options. Both are $30. One is for a powerlifting program, template program, and one is for a strongman template program. Uh, just realize neither of these are really meat prep. Um, probably the powerlifting one could more easily go into meat prep. Oh, definitely. Uh, but the strongman one, because there's so many events and things, it's going to be more getting generally good at the sport of strongman and building some strength. Um, so yeah, try it out. Let us know what you think. And then as Preston said last episode, we're always available to answer questions on those programs too. But if you want something a little more specific to your needs, like maybe this is kind of your off season stuff, you're looking for an actual meat prep, an actual customized program. Um, you can definitely hit us up for that too. We, we do that as well. So I will, I will say, and actually, you know, what? cause full disclosure, Dan does do my training and my programming. Um, just true. Um, I, because we we finished a training today that was, I would say this prep. And I've been doing this for a little bit, long enough for me to know what's good and what's not. And right. We we took probably what I'm going to say eighty percent of my one rep 
for wraps. So I, I'm competing in this in two weeks in August um, in a wrap meet. I generally don't do wrapped. I just wanted to do it because it's a little bit different, and I like it, and it's out of a mono. And, well, yeah, like if you don't heavy. have to walk shit out, then don't. Right? So, so we did, and obviously it's not heavy. Or in my books, it's not heavy. We did 595 for a double. And in my book, that's heavy. Depth was like whatever. Um, but the big takeaways for me is like I walked it out four steps. I don't walk out more than like my normal <laughs> yeah, squad. I take you two took, steps. You took a lot of steps. Like I walked around like hell. I might have been should have been ballroom Doing dancing some or something. Some carries. fucking waltz. Um, so I walked it out and I took it and I was like, holy fuck, let's do it again. And I just went right away to a second one. And it was only yeah. supposed to be a single. And I was like, I got like five in me. Holy shit. Like yeah, I was like pretty vibing. Well. Like I've never said that, Oof. but yeah, I was feel dirty. It felt hipster dirty. <laughs> yeah, but I was like stoked. I, I've never hit that anything like that. So I would say, you know, big shout out to you, man. Like huge kudos. Like thank you. This is the best prep I've ever had. Like dude, I appreciate. I'm it. not this like is... chasing ma- major bench numbers. Like so when I'm two three weeks out, like everything hurts. Like right. my knees, my hips, my elbows, my ri- like everything hurts. Meat prep. I'm not beat the hell up this meat prep and it's very nice. Right. Which honestly was a huge thing. And this goes to talk about like the custom programming stuff too. Like after you know who you're like your personal training and, and like what, uh, like I've trained with you quite a bit and I've programmed for you a fair amount. Like I kind of know Preston's mentality is like a little too go fucking hard. Right. 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 Which is why you typically get a little beat up for more traditional style programming and I know, so I'm kind of on a alternating linear periodization squ- where yeah, it's right. like you'll squat heavy one week and dead, deadlift light that week, and then the next week it'll flip. And then same thing with your bench too. Right. Um, and it's I, I know for him it's got to be really frustrating to not be going heavy super often. I know when I did start doing that programming for myself and Mike Westerling was helping me doing that with, init- with me initially as well, it drove me crazy. Right. It so in the past But it's so good for you right. to not, and, and to I not think, be beat up. And I think this is where you see a lifter mature. Um and I would say I'm definitely starting to mature very much as a lifter because my ego decisions are very different. I mean you and I could yeah, they're getting a lot better. You and I looked at each other after I took my top top squat at five ninety five right. for a double and I was like I could have easily gone up more. I could have gone up a ton yeah, we could more. Have, we could have put you we could have, at least 615, 620 probably. Right, and not, and it would have been a bitch, but, like, I could have gotten it. But, yeah. like... Or you could have missed it, and, and that sucks. Right, like, I... Like, the, yeah, that's exactly right. I, I'm i at the point in my career where I know I'm I'm strong enough to get number weights. I know where my weights are. Um, and and you visualization... And you realize you don't necessarily have to, right. like, hit your PR in training before you hit it on the platform. Right, which, you know, for me, you know, and I was telling Dan this today in training, uh, so... You know, I've got a couple numbers that I'm chasing, you know, one of which is a nice, sexy 700-pound deadlift, which is three and a half times body weight. So not not totally, like, the best in the world, but it's still nothing to scoff at. But like, It's pretty fucking good. <laughs> but so what I was doing is, because we haven't pulled over, well, hell, today, you know, we're looking for a 620, 630 squat. The heaviest I've squatted in uh, meat prep is 585, 595, 595 today, and we just yep. did it for two. Um, but I, we, he and I both know like how to, you know, program overload, that kind of stuff. Well, and, and mentally you're at a spot now where like you're, you've lifted long enough. You have the confidence to know that right. shit. If I'm hitting that for a double, 
I know I got 620 for a right, single. Which brings me to, to my uh, my visualization statement about my deadlift because, like, the heaviest we've moved in competition or in prep 635 635 i think i don't i don't remember it's not nothing near near 700 like not even close um and i'm not gonna go i probably may, well, i think what what the heaviest we have this week is 645 for a double off blocks i don't know whatever yeah, but, something, but i'm something like but that like, just we're to not feel going heavy but i i know how to deadlift i know what technique looks like i know where my strength is and the other day I was taking my little dog for a walk and I was just kind of chilling, you know, in my own little world. And I started thinking about this deadlift, this 700 pound deadlift, you know, and this, like what it looks like. And so I know where I'm competing. I know about what the platform is going to look like. Um, and so I just intently started thinking about this lift. So, so I clo- I was walking, you know, kind of chilling in the heat and I'm like visualizing this lift and I could feel like the fear, the anxiety that I would get in competition coming at this mo- at a moment where I'm just walking my dog. Right. And th- this visualization technique um, was very important for me because, one, I was able to simulate that fear and anxiety right. to know what it's going to look like. Obviously, it's going to be amplified a little bit more, but I'm not worried about being under control well, or out so, of control, rather. And so much of it, too, is uh, that visualization piece, the – the feeling and the adrenaline and like the CNS awareness that you had visualizing that is what you're going to have day of trying to hit the numbers. You're right. Try, right. You're I mean, I could hit where at this point we're, we're what I mean now we're one week out when you guys listen to this, but at this moment we're two weeks out right. and you, you ain't getting your deadlift wasn't going to get any stronger here between now no. and then. Right. There's no so, drug. There's nothing you can do to like. Yeah. Do. So getting your brain in the right spot, you're seeing us kind of understanding what that will feel like. It it has at this at this juncture, it has damn near the same training effect as actually pulling it. Right. Wood. Right. I other mean, than, I could, other than you're not going to get fucked up if you screw it. Right. Up. So I mean, I could I could feel, and I can still because I, I know what a deadlift bar feels like. I can feel the knurling eating into the hand. I know where it's going to sit in my hand. Right. I know where it's going to cut into the hand. And and that is something that, honestly, I have no idea where this came from, um, but I'm pretty sure it's come from just reps, tons and tons of reps. Right. And just this insane focus um, for, for something that I've, I've, I've never had before, you know, and, and I, that's why I say I think this prep has been the best prep I've ever had just because, like, mentally, you know, and this actually goes into kind of something we were going we to talk on today. You know, mentally, I am, I would say, at the best prep I've ever been. Now, watch me be weak, weak, uh, weaker yeah, than we'll me, and I just happens. take a shit, and I we'll lose 10 pounds again. Them. I mean, like, last meet, I got depressed and lost but so here's 20 the thing, pounds. Here's the thing that makes me, like, super stoked. So this meet wasn't even – so we're prepping you for Worlds. Right. Worlds is in November. Correct. So after this meet, you'll have 16 weeks going exactly. into there. Yep. So – this meet honestly is like you got a score to settle with that 661 deadlift. Right. And and of course we're going to be shooting for more than that. Like my goal would be that 660 to be your s- probably second attempt. Right. Or or Yeah, that's probably, actually, that probably you're actually second, about where I want probably my second. second. One, right. I I'll just be straight with you. I don't know if this meet is the meet to try for 700. Right. You know, I play around with it, but I think so well, I think 660 for a second is a good call, and I think you'll hit it because you only missed it last time because you didn't have your uh, uh, your grip just slipped it, on it. it. Ate, well, I put it, it in the I, I it changed your hand yeah. off. Yeah, and and so and I think that's 
where the visualization technique is so important yeah. because I was not visualizing plates on the bar. I wasn't right. visualizing a weight. I was visualizing what it feels like to walk onto a platform, take that hit of ammonia, have your belt tight, right, and grip and rip the bar. What? And that, to me, is all I cared about. And that, I didn't give a shit if it was 500 right. or 1,000 pounds. It's going to feel like what it's supposed to feel like, and it's going to move the way it's supposed to f- move. That's all I care about. And for this meet, for me, what I, the only thing I really want to see is that 661. Right. I 300 kilos. I, mean, I do not care if you hit any other lift the rest <laughs> of the meet, other than you should hit your openers so you hit total. But, right. but I, I'm not expecting a ton out of your bench. And right. honestly, this, we, this didn't, we didn't push the bench This hard. prep, we did not push the bench. Um, because I wanted, we were shooting for originally a 600 and sleeve squat. Right. So I was trying to keep your shoulders healthy. Um, and I knew we were going to push in the deadlift too. So I just didn't want to beat the shit out of your shoulders coming into this meet since it was kind of a revenge meet from the previous meet on, right. on, on a specific lift. Right, right. Right. Oh my gosh. Like, so like, yes, we're going to, painful. we're going to total and it's going to matter. But I, honestly, I don't expect you to PR your bench. I don't expect you to match your PR on bench at this meet. Right. But the squat, we're going to be flirting with because you switched to wrap. So now it's like, okay, we're shooting to beat that 615. Right. So we're going to be flirting with a 620 to 630. We're going to, we're going to do our best to take a small PR on the squat. Right. Bench is going to be what it is, mid threes, probably 345 to 360. Right. Um, and then deadlift, we're, we're taking home that 300 kilo at right. the very least. Like, I, I and mean, then, and then we're going to hit some fucking shit coming into worlds. Like, we're going to, what's your best bench in, uh, comp? my best ever, well, my best ever meat bench, or not meat bench, because comp bench is weird, because we're, it was a weird set. Situation. So I know in prep, you were what, 375? That, yeah, three sixty five is my best, and you were about two twenty, so d- about twenty pounds bigger than you are right uh, now. Yeah, my last meet, I actually <laughs> did not realize what my bench was. It was like three sixty five. I thought I did like three fifty five. Okay, so okay, yeah, like I did not know what it was. So like, so in my thoughts for worlds is I'm just a guy that I just don't care about squats, and I know you're good about squats, right. and I know your squat. It moves honestly. Your squat progresses pretty linearly. It's so which is, damn which is, annoying. Well, and it, it's honestly crazy for. So we were talking about this today that you're pound for pound the best lifter in our in our gym. Uh, we got Justin, and I know Justin's strong than you at deadlift. I'm stronger than you at bench, but like pound for pound, you're probably our most advanced lifter at the gym. And to have someone that's like, and it's not like we got people at the gym that are total chumps either. Like I like to think I'm pretty fucking strong. I like to think Justin's I mean, pretty fucking strong. Right. Let's, let's, but, let's give him credit. I mean, I think he, he pulled my one, he pulled 700 with bands the other day. Yeah. I think his best pull is like 770 or something. So yeah. he's got a great deadlift. Yeah. Uh, his bench is right around three just cause he never works it. His squats pretty solid too, but yeah. he only ever front squats cause he does strong man. Right. Um, so different sports, but powerlifting wise, you're our best lifter at the gym and you're in a pretty advanced lifter. Um, you're not breaking world records or anything, but to see your squat still progress just kind of linearly is honestly, it's fucking annoying because like, <laughs> like it, it shouldn't still work like that. Right. Like it's like your squats good. It should, it should be a little trickier to get it to move, but I feel like I don't have to do anything fancy and your well, squats you, going to move. You do up. know how, how long it's been since I, I think the first time I ever, and I'll have to pull up the Twitter. I saw that. My deadlift of four Oh five on. Yeah. IG so my like four, three, less than three years ago was my first ever 400-pound pull. Um, 
but so this is why I I get frustrated with my squat. My first, I think the first time I ever squatted 500 pounds was 2016. 20, yeah, 2016. So you haven't had any like crazy huge jumps since no, then. No, no, I haven't. But it's been like slow, it's slow and chipping away. Well, and <laughs> I've not been the best student of the of the game, so to speak, as far as like my recovery. I would say, right, of all my preps, I would say that my recovery has been the best. I have never like specifically spent more time warming up and doing rolling and like that stuff right. than I have ever done on any other prep. So do your recovery. Yeah. He's doing the right things to stay healthy while he's prepping this time. And, and you'll continue to do it through worlds. So honestly for worlds, like your squat's going to do what it is. It's going to move up a tad from where right. it is now. Um, your bench. I, I want to see a three eighty five plus. I would love to. I, 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 I want, I want to see, I mean, well that three seventy five we hit in the gym. That was like un- fucking smooth. It was unpeaked. It was random. Like it was very random. Like, like my I don't, bench I don't PRs wanna, come randomly. Like I don't want to overestimate and say you're hitting four oh five at, at the meet because like I just don't know nah. w- what this next sixteen weeks will right. hold. But I think you just hit a three sixty five at that other meet. Right. You've hit three seventy five in the gym before. Like I, I think three eighty five is a pretty realistic goal, and and if it goes good, like. Shit, if we can get to where 385 is what we're thinking for our second, then, like, we can get a little nasty on our third, and that that's cool, but it's just going to kind of depend on what you're feeling because I won't be in England that day, so you're going to have to figure that shit out. Right, yeah, no. Um, I, uh, and then I'll on your deadlift, <laughs> we're definitely we're definitely shooting for that seven. Oh, uh, yeah, so, I mean, depending on how this prep goes, I mean, seven would be, like, yeah. So two, like, I don't know. My goals would be add another 10 pounds to your squat. Right. Three pounds. 40 or 330 like whatever right that, i mean that puts me I are mean, you wait your your sleeves at worlds right yes, sir okay so not quite that then maybe like six six, six, six fifteen six, six or six 15. see well it just depends on how so my like you said my six. squat we do we it it all depends on how well we didn't really yeah. push the squat this prep either no because deadlift was a hundred percent the thing we cared right about. <laughs> and, and so we didn't push the squat we didn't push the bench, so like I would be curious to see what it looks like, you know, when we're pushing all three at the same time correctly with good recovery. Right. Um, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm definitely we're feeling six ish on squat at Worlds. We're feeling knocking on the door at four. I think three eighty five plus should be your right. goal. This far out, it's hard to say, but I think that's realistic. And then um, deadlift, we're we're going for that seven or seven oh five or whatever the kilo plates make it. Right. Right. There's a uh, three. It's like three forty. I just like know whenever I've tried to pull, it was like six ninety eight, or it was like seven oh five or some shit. Whenever I tried to do it in competition, right. so seven oh five was always what I what I went for. Right? Yeah. No, I uh, I do know. Um, I'm excited and nervous about it, but it's a different type of excited nervousness. Yeah. Um, you what weight class really did you qualify in? Ninety kilo. Okay, so we're keeping you at a at, body weight's at 90 not going to change. And honestly, I think I've got my diet dialed in to the point where it needs to be and so strength wise are going to be there so that that would be the only one that was that, the thing that, that well, would be i think the only that was one what that causing would... my train my my training and my competition to be so inconsistent because your weight was all over the place yeah and it's i mean shit yeah, it was still like it was be. like 197 to 220 like day to day it was crazy. right like it was nuts and i don't know what it is if it was like a hydration thing if it was a stress i think thing. it was a stress thing. i think it was a stress 100%. so much um, um, so, so since we're talking about meats, um, 
What does a meat day nutrition look like for you? So, so, so give me, give me, so we know, all right. We both know carbs are important. We both know, like I know what to eat on meat day. Um, what is your meat day food look like? My meat day food looks delicious. Oh, damn it. Hold on. What'd you do? There we go. I had to free my cord. Oh. Um, so, ideal world meat day nutrition would be if you have normal meals that you eat on a day-to-day basis, you just do that shit again. Right. But for me personally, I've never really been – like, I could do rice and shit, but, like, anything, like, protein substantial-wise, I just can't do on meat day. So, for, like, my protein intake to keep it anywhere near what's normal – and for my stomach to be okay with it, I, I'm usually just a ready-to-drink protein shake guy for that. Um, and I'll, I usually, I do snacky foods, quick processing sugars. So, um, I'll do in pretty calorie dense foods. So I'll do like chewy chips, ahoy. I'll do fig Newtons. Um, I'll do, I know that's almost healthy. It's fucking, where the hell are these fig Newtons at? These damn meats were at. Well, usually, (laughs) usually they turn into chewy chips. Ahoy. Um, so honestly for powerlifting, I'm usually chewy chips. Ahoy for strongman. I'm usually fig Newtons. So, so I don't know why I just, would you say charm? It's like not washing your, your socks when your team's playing football. What will, so would you say it, nutrition or mental nutrition is more important like mental like, 100% you, you for sure think, okay good yeah. so we're in the same boat because I, I was gonna say so like, I think you need people overthink you need it. adequate energy from food when you're competing but the mental energy matters so much more because it's such a different day compared to your normal day-to-day life right. it just is and people who are always like oh I don't know I want to hit these numbers before I compete like even once you're hitting those numbers you're still gonna probably not have the Eh, I don't know. It depends on how your coach is. But if you're too left to your own devices, you're going to have a shitty competition anyway because competing is a skill and you're unskilled at that thing. Right. I, I look at meat nutrition as one one thing first is don't change your diet up. So if you never, ever eat like rice and stuff, not a good time to start introducing rice. Right. Like, do not start introducing foods that are not normal for you day of meat. Um, but it is such a mental sport as much as a physical sport that um, a lot of times we tend to forget yep. that we need to take care of our head. And, like, I truly, uh, you know, my favorite go-to foods are Smucker's Uncrustables. Thank you, Jessica Fithin. Oh, yeah. That, I was trying to remember what one. idea ever. I, She's like, I've done, that the le- I've done that the last couple. It. They're pretty solid. Like, I get it. Refu- you know, you don't want f- people are like, oh, well, it takes more fats to, like, I am aware, like, the order of operation on what food gets digested which food requires more energy right like i get it but like we're splitting hairs for the most yeah. part so i think long term that matters yeah one day at a meat unless you're eating something that just does not sit well in your body like if you're lactose intolerant and you never drink milk and now you're drinking a half gallon of strawberry milk at the meat like yeah. that shit's gonna fuck you up really nothing else will right um, i um i'm a actually i i didn't say everything i'm a box of Grape smuckers, uncrustables, not okay. the strawberry okay. ones, you psychos, um, or the uh, variety pack, I guess. I feel like oh, yeah, no, I like them both, actually. I mean, I like them. <laughs> um, and then classic. my... Grape <clears throat> is classic. My go-to, one of the, my favorite things to eat when I lift is pizza. Pizza Hut pizza, like, I I get it. You're not supposed to have grease. You don't want the fat. <laughs> like, I'm like, but, but the grease so and the fat bloat me up. Like, cool. Yeah. 
So like, well, and plus it's a pretty high sodium food, which helps with that too. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm a big, you know, my pre meat days, I'm eating Chinese food and I'm eating Mm -hmm. pizza. Like I get it. Like I get what is good, but also when I feel like a big thing, people, people need to like, man, don't try. Well, Well, that's the thing is like, you need to compete enough to know what shit works for you. But in general, yeah, don't go too far off what you normally do. Well, And I think people stress too much their diet. And when you're stressed and not focused on what you're supposed to be, you're like, yeah, the stress will do more harm than the fuck right. Up so diet you are will. there to pick shit up and put it down. You're not there to think about what the fuck you're supposed to be eating. So I will say my meat nutrition is very different when I do a powerlifting meet versus when I do a strongman show. Care to explain? So powerlifting, you have three events, right? And they're all basically same energy system kind of events. It's like phosphogenic energy system. It's it's max power output for like four seconds kind of shit. Strongman, you might have some of that, but you're also going to have some ones that definitely touch into the glycolytic. You're going to have like a, a minute to like up to two minutes of nonstop shit, which honestly doesn't sound like a lot to all people that no that, I'm, I'm like i'm like who but, the hell like but, your your minute long competition but if you're like, if, if you're comparing like clean um, and press for for reps in a clean minute? and pressing for reps for 60 seconds at like 80 percent of your max or 90 percent of your max that is a very different demand than four seconds of work in one rep right um so so i get a little more dialed in on my strongman competitions and, and plus there's usually five events which is different than three events too. Right. And there a powerlifting meet would take what, six to ten hours to do? Maybe. A strong yeah, yeah, that's man, a long powerlifting meet ten hours. A strongman show, you're, you're typically there all talking day. You're, str- well, strongman show the amount you're two to six hours. So like the longest I mean, other than nationals. Oh, I see what you're saying. You're talking basically the quickest powerlifting meet would be the fastest would be the longest strongman meet ever. Um, I, I've done them. The, my quick ah, two hours is way under. My, I was like, man, what, four to four to six. Four to yeah, six think, is com- it's quicker yeah. than strongman, and you're doing a lot more work as far as volume. Um, so I'll typically do an event, and and I'll still have my chips ahoy and shit too. But what I add in is a scoop of carbolin powder, so just like a very processed sugar, basically. Right. Yeah, and I'll mix it in with like uh, like a uh, sixteen ounces of Powerade, and I'll smash that after it. Right, and I'll basically do that between all events because you are blowing through your glycogen real fucking hard. Right, yeah, um, no, I at least I do it after the 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 reppy minute long events. You know, if it's a max deadlift or whatever, you don't have to, and it might be a little overkill. But you know, I'm hitting between two and four of those in a strongman show. In addition, just because the energy demands are different. Right, yeah, no, and I think that's I think that's something that's so important. So, bottom line is don't overstress your meat competition day nutrition. I think so much we give shit, we give too much of a shit about the wrong stuff. Like, like hundred percent, like easy example is you are using two different brands of plates and they don't match on each side. And that just bugs you. It used to bug the crap out of me. And then I lifted with you and you're like, yeah, strong and strong. Nobody gives a shit. And I, I kind of like now have that mentality, yeah, like strong is strong. Nobody gives a fuck. Like if the weights are on balance, I don't even think my squat was balanced today. No. You, so you, <laughs> when we first started training together, it would definitely be like, uh, the plates had to match very like had to all face the same direction. Oh my God. It was, I was basically diva. Well, and, and it is what it is, man. And in powerlifting me, all that shit will match. Right. And you came from powerlifting. 
I came from strongman where in strongman in the, you know, 10 years ago era where it was like some of the best parking lots in the nation in the hundred degree weather on blacktop would be where we'd be competing. Right. And you know, uphill both ways, all that shit. (laughs) But like we would literally have, I remember one event specifically, it was in a parking lot. It was in the summer. It was hot as balls. And, uh, we had log press. Um, it was, it was a log and an axle and you just go back and forth between them. And it was the first event of the competition, and it was a 280 log, and it was like a two. Uh, wait, hold on. The log was the log is lighter. Yeah, so it was it was a 260 log and a 280 axle, which isn't crazy, but you know you're looking at a lot of fucking reps. You axle as a heavyweight repping away, it, and you just one and one, one and one. You can't Ugh. like just knock out two one to the other, and you just run back and forth and do them. And I remember the warm-up area, there was one barbell with about 225 that we could do in bumpers. And I think all of us each clean and press 225 one time, and then they're like, heavyweights, you're up! So you didn't even get to use the implement. It, It wasn't even an axle and you were trying to do an axle and it wasn't even a log and you were trying to do, so there was no warm up. You just got to go and deal with what you fucking deal with. And that's kind of the era of strongman. I came in like f- there, there was no farmer handles in the warm up area, but uh, there was a barbell you could hold on to for a second. And there's the farmer handles, you know, three thirty per hand fucking go, <laughs> you know? Right. That's... So, so coming <laughs> from that, I was very like, what the fuck you care about the plates for at least, at least they're both 45 pounds. <laughs> right, right, yeah. No, Whereas that's... you're coming from competing and powerlifting, everything is more measured and accurate, so it, it makes sense, but it was always just kind of a funny interaction when stuff like that happened. Yeah, so I, I have definitely been desensitized. Like, fuck, it, 700 pounds, 700 pounds, just pick the shit up. Like, that is truly right. how I lift now. It's like I don't, I mean, I look at my lifts a lot different than I used to. Right. Well, and I think it's it's part of that mindset too, like things being nice in competition, especially when you're talking about powerlifting and being symmetrical, like really fucking matters. Um, and even in strongman nowadays, people are more diva-y anyway, and, and the competitions, which I think is because the competitions are getting more professional. Double so, dip. Do what? Did you double dip? Do you double dip on the Viking press? Yep. <laughs> do you double dip? I did not. I, I've, I, you know what? I wish we had a Viking press. That'd be cool. They take so much fucking space, but it's nice. Usually, it doubles as a Conan's wheel. Yeah, that's what I was gonna. Well, no, you can. No, you can get those little. You get the jammer uh, arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was gonna say. It's little a little arms. different. Okay. Jammer arms usually it like a lot, just because of where it attaches. It, it feels different. I, I've always wanted to do it, but that'd be so cool. Get a Viking press. So they have them where you can you can just put it as a sleeve onto a barbell and have the barbell kind of landmined in the yeah, corner. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. And that actually feels pretty similar. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about like the jammer arms that you put on the squat rack. Well, I've I've seen it both ways, um but I think the uh the one with the barbell where it just like it mimics attack. it a little yeah, better. Yeah, I think for that's sure. a little better. Um gosh, that'd be so cool. <laughs> speaking of speaking of strong man. Speaking of double dips and controversy in the world of strong man. It's a good um, fucking segue. There is some news that we must announce. Some more controversy. Controversial what? news. What? Controversial news. This just in. This just in. Last week, if you're listening to this uh, it, was, now. it was Sunday. He posted, Eddie Hall made that made the yeah. announcement on Sunday. Also, I guess that's technically 
the week people are listening. Yeah, so this is pretty. I mean, this is big. This is a big deal. It is a pretty big deal. Um, I mean, I'm actually truthfully, I'm pretty disappointed about right. this. Like, I w- I've been looking forward to it. It was going to be a nice, so, cute little birthday present to myself. Eddie Hall has pulled out of the Thor fight, not because he's a pussy, but because he Allegedly. detached his bicep. Allegedly. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't watch the full video, but but I assume it's I right. assume it's correct. Um, he tore his bicep throwing a hook, which is should be hard to do. But he was saying, I watched his video. He was saying basically, "Hey, ah, I, uh, I like the mechanics make sense." That right. That's what happen. I was, that's what I was like thinking. Um, I'm like, so it means he likely didn't have his hook turned all the way over, so he kind of caught maybe a more toward the front knuckles right. and it pulled his arm back. But regardless, he said it was probably partially torn previously from Strongman, right. which makes a ton of sense, or or having some, and then maybe healed back up with some scar tissue, and scar tissue re-breaks pretty easy. So it, and he's a big fucking dude, and I'm sure he hits pretty hard, so it makes sense. I believe it. They, math tracks. So Eddie Hall has pulled out, and then... God, man, and it, it's so funny because as soon as I sent that to you, like right before that, I saw a picture of oh yeah, Jessica, Jessica. No, yeah, I saw Oberst. So that's how I learned about it. Um, no, <laughs> he was like, I'll um, find him. <laughs> I think it was Jessica Fifth and had show, shared on Facebook um, what uh, half Thor looks like now. Thor looks shredded as hell. Oh dude. my god, you guys ever seen the original Thor or not the original Thor? Um, the original Hulk movie with Abomination. Not the original, yes. but the original. The one was Edward Norton. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So with the abomination, look at look at what abomination looks like, and like I'm like, holy shit, he kind of looks like abomination. Like I'm not trying to take anything away from him. I'm just like that's what he looks like to me. Thor like, does. Oh fuck yeah! I'll have to, I'll have to compare him side. Oh to side. my god! We'll we'll post it on the story. We'll post it. Side ah by yes. Side does so Thor look see. like abomination? I'm telling you, man, <laughs> it's weird because, and it's just because Thor's a humongous human. Yeah, he is a gigantic human, and like you grow muscles, muscles grow cool. Do you know what right. you can't grow? Your skull. Right. So it just looks disproportionate, and it might just be the angle, but like. Yeah, man. I mean, Thor looks terrifying. Yeah. Like, like I think he looks scarier now than when he played the mountain on Game of Thrones. Like, because <laughs> like, that was when he was just, like, starting to get big. Right, Like, right. big I as mean, in, like, not just popular, but, like, getting thick. Yeah. And now he's, like, terrifying. So, you know what I th- I freaking like about Ooh, there's about another person training. I wish that you would train. Because he, he, he's trained a couple times with Eddie Hall, and he and Eddie Hall have a pretty good relationship. Who's that? Do you know who Martin Ford is? Same deal because he plays the nightmare in a couple fighting movies. And yeah, dude, or it's kickboxer or whatever. His, his kickboxer kick- movies. He's the bald guy, right? Yeah, With the tattoos. Dude, he is yeah. terrifying looking. He's a he terrifying so human because <laughs> he he's in uh, he's in a couple Lord of the Rings movies. He plays an orc. Like he, oh, he, he, he's, he's like he's one of the big orc guys. I didn't realize that. Yeah, well, no, he's in like the the redo oh. where they're like CGI'd or whatever. Gotcha. I think he's in that one, but like. He's played orcs and like in some small budget and like he has the body, he has the frame. He's six four, three hundred pieces yeah, of meat and shredded to the fucking bone too. Um, if he's shredded, he's shredded. If he's if he's thick, he's thick. But it just depends. But man, right. like I love watching and I'm excited. I think that's the feel. That's what like strength sports should go. I've I've kind of like liked- I want to see freaks like him or f- he's not a freak, but like like people like him or people like the Rock, like who bust their ass for a right. physical thing to right. fit into a role. Like, I am stoked for Black Adam. Like... Who's in Black Adam? The Rock is Black oh, is Adam. He? Yeah. Dude! Like, they've been trying to get this nailed down for, like, a decade. Like, since I've That's been in awesome. high school, I am so excited 
for this finally to come out because it's been pushed back and pushed back. Dude, and I they saw... finally, like last year, I thought it was going to come out, and then they pushed it because COVID screwed it. So I'm stoked because The Rock has no CGI. He doesn't need it. He's no, he said like damn in his most because yeah, he is. But in his most recent post, he basically said this is the hardest film he's ever had to do because it was the most physically intensive one. Huh. Have you, you do you follow him on Instagram? I'll have to show you. No. Our listeners he's, should he's look a lot, I, I love The Rock, but like he's a little too hype for me. Is he too hyped? Too just, too mainstream? I'm no, I'm just I'm a little more chill than I just feel like he's always like, Go get him, rah and like that's good a message, but like I just uh. <laughs> Right. I tell you what I like about these strong people doing boxing though, is it, Eddie Hall looked big and strong. Thor was always relatively lean for a strongman. Like, you could see some abs, but it's cool to see guys go from 450 fucking pounds of giant muscle and fat to, like, what does a 350-pound Eddie Hall or look like Thor lean. look like? Yeah. They look shredded as fuck. And, and they look so scary. strong. Right. That So, like, so right now for our listeners who cannot see, I'm seeing oh, dang, The Rock, yeah. and he looks... Shredded, Healed. like yeah. he is. Oh my gosh! Like he, depending on depending on like which state he's in, he's platform ready. Like platform or uh, like if, he's show ready in a bodybuilding at least competition. photo shoot ready. Like he looks impeccable. Yeah, I. Uh, if I was a girl, I would have a lady boner for him for sure. I mean, I got a man boner for him. I mean, he's. Okay. It's not that gay, man. I, I like attractive people, man. That's fair. About? That's fair. No, no judgment. You do. Thank you. you. I appreciate you it. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm excited for, I, I, I agree. I think it is really cool showing how strong men are cutting down from like that 400 pounds. I mean, Eddie Hall from that 500 pound, when he pulled that, he cut down and yeah. everybody always says, oh my God, they're just, they're only, they're just big fat slob dudes up there. They're not athletic. Well, I, I feel you, like for you people who do not realize how difficult is, boxing is well, like, and, fuck. And strongman is pretty athletic. I feel like. Morbidly obese powerlifters, like I still think you're wrong. They're not lazy. They wouldn't be hitting those numbers if they were fucking lazy. But right. but I will say, yeah, they look a little sloppy, and maybe they're not super athletic. Like I remember Jim Wendler when he uh, he squatted a thousand back in the day, and then kind of was like, shit. I used to play college football sometimes, and I used to be an athlete, and now like I can squat a thousand, but that's literally the only thing my body can do now. So I feel like that's, that is, I feel like that can be a fair assessment as far as not being athletic for power lifters and Olympic lifters. Yeah. I fucking said it. Right. But, yeah. but I don't feel like you can say that about world level strongman competitors because right. they actually have to move around and do shit. Yeah. Um, so I have done a strongman competition. I will do another one. Um, it's different for, though. It's very for, different for you powerlifters who think that you know it's the same deal, or for you people who think that strongmen are fat. Here we go. Let's do a. They are fat, but I'm, right, we're I'm just fat, saying. But they're I'm in just pretty good shape. If, um, if they're good, you can't say they're not athletic. So pick up. You know what? We'll just do 150 pounds. I want you to walk down and back as fast as you can with a 150 pound object in your arms. Yeah. Like fuck off. That's hard. And, and like that, 150 pounds on your chest. Now, and Hussefell Stone, I did was three thirty, was like, and, and it was that fucking awful. One hundred fifty pounds is fucking light. Yeah, that three thirty Hussefell Stone was terrible. Right, like 
and they're doing like 500 pounds. Well, and then you add to it if it's not just like a carry back and forth, but if it's like a carry and load event. The fucking now, load. Now you're events. talking about another plane of movement, right? And I mean, you got single leg stability, you got extending, you got coordination of actually putting it on the damn thing, right? Like, there's a lot going on in a, in a carry and load medley and shit. I remember. <sighs> I remember doing competitions where it was like a 300 uh, keg loaded and then like a 275 like oil barrel, like a little bigger right. loaded. And then like a 250 sandbag, you know, you had a minute to get the three done and, and like it's a lot of moving and you're manipulating different objects and the platform heights are different. Like it's, it is, it, it is, is not athletic. It right. Ain't, it ain't running soccer and, you know, juking people and stuff, but it, it ain't just sitting in one place doing a clean and jerk either. Right. Like it is. Yep. Calling out weightlifters again. Right. Well, your movement is quote athletic, but you are not a fucking athlete. Yeah. No. Um, that any is stationary sport? static lifting. Okay. So I, I don't know if I told you this. I broke program like a couple weeks ago and I, yeah, it was two weeks ago. I, um, I still love you. I power clean two twenty, two hundred. I don't know. Nice. One of the one of the guys in the gym was lifting, and I, uh, I don't know. It was like one eighty five. Sorry, um, I I cleaned one eighty five, snatched one eighty five. Like, I am in no shape to clean or snatch or jerk. Right. I was and, able to do all a, of them. And at a national level, you're definitely a better power lifter than an Olympic lifter. <laughs> yeah. Right. But it, it was just like okay. So, but I also played football in college. Yep. Like so, I am an athletic person, but right. like. Don't stand there and tell me that you're more athletic than me then because you do Olympic weightlifting. Like, fuck off. Right. Let's go do some Olympic, it, like, athletics. And stuff. I am not saying Olympic lifting is a shitty sport. Ooh, it is as good hard. of a sport as powerlifting. And it is difficult. And, and it does take more technique. It does take more coordination than, than powerlifting. But don't give but yourself say, the label that you're automatically more athletic well, than. Yeah, to say it's athletic, like, to me, athleticism means, like, moving around and manipulating shit, which I guess. How well doing, can you manipulate your body throughout space? Technically, and well, and move technically, with efficiency, you're doing that in powerlifting and weightlifting and strongman. But the number of planes of movement you're covering in strongman compared to the other two, right? Like it's it's not. I mean, the you same. you have one plane. You move in one plane. Yeah, they're, they're both in powerlifting and Olympic weightlifting, well, and they're they're and both up and down. It, it's up and down. It's frontal plane. It's right. it's uh it's a by, good lifter. It's by I mean, oh my god, why can't I think of the word? What it's not coplanar? It's no, it's it's gosh, it's not bipedal. That means you're standing and walking on feet. Um bilateral. It's a it's a bi bilateral uh, frontal plane movement. Yeah. Whereas where All a strong man is unilateral. Strongman is unilateral and there's bilateral and there's transversal depending on what you're doing, like like having to move to the next platform to grab the next stone. Right. Well, and it, like you're just hitting you're hitting athletic planes of movement. And this goes back to our conversation last time about what the strongman world you, used to look like. You know, back in the seventies and the eighties when it was first starting. Strongman is way more applicable to real world in life. Right. Like it, it I mean, in reality, how many times in your life are you going to have to move a fridge? Or like how many times in your life are you going to have to move something that's heavy and awkward and bulky? Right, quite like, a bit. Like pretty often. Like I will say one of the things that's kind of embarrassing is like when I move, like I can pick up 600 pounds, not really bother me. Moving is kind of goddamn embarrassing when I'd like help my dad move or something. Because he's like, you can pick up 600 pounds, fucking move this. You're, you're like, yeah, it is perfectly designed to be efficiently picked up. Right. So like whereas a strong man, 
Well, when you see that, like you you don't like, get like like how big super of a, sexy balls or whatever, to, like stones. How big of an atlas stone, stone can you lift compared to how big of a deadlift can you hit? Right. I would love like to see if different. I can pick a three hundred pound stone up. I don't even think I can pick a three hundred stone up. I I I bet with tacky. Yeah, you, with tacky. I bet with tacky you could do a three hundred stone. Yeah. But but like that's half my deadlift. Right. Like that's my right. point. And half it would, my deadlift. And it would be harder Once. for you than a six hundred pound deadlift for sure. Right. Like it is just apples and oranges. I mean, yeah. Think about like Denny Stones or like any different Jefferson uh, fucking Jefferson deadlifts <laughs> again with them. Uh, no, but like you know, where, with the stone shoulder, you know, if they're not using the perfectly right, round right. atlas stones, like natural stones to shoulders, right? Different. Well, I mean, even from atlas stones, right? Right. I mean, so it's not a perfect world. You got weight shift, or think about like the the squat for reps where each where they load a keg. Like the, right. the keg does not yeah, fall squat, stand up, in the, the exact same fucking yep. place for every athlete. Yep. Like your center of gravity is completely different. Or even different. when they're when they're squatting with like the big bells that like have to hit shit on your sides first. Like, yeah. Oh my god! If you go they, down wrong, they, you fucking are one screwed. end hits before the other. It takes a minute and some weird stability to do that. I've I've done yeah. that at one event and it's weird as hell. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I honestly don't think I could do it. Um, I think the only way I could do that is if I pen pen, pen squatted. Yeah, you'd, you'd have, have to, to get, you'd have to get used to it. I'd have to pen squat, and, and even then, it still feels different. Yeah, I would. I would. Well, so the way I would have to do it is I would have to basically bring it down as fast as possible, hit it there, let it sit, and then press up. Right. And I, I don't even know if that's actually allowed. As long as both ends hit, it's fine. Oh, really? Because yeah, that would be that would be yeah. the way I would approach it. Um, that's not going to get you the bounce though. Yeah, like I those guys like, are I was bouncing. Like, you're even allowed to catch the bounce, but catching the bounce can if you're not. It's like it's like it's going, a risk. It's like going down on a squat fast. You get a good like you know muscle stretch reflex to to bounce back up. Right, but if you're out of position, you're you're dead. Right, man, and <laughs> right, and that's and that's that's why I don't like rap knee wraps. Oh my god! One thing I wanted to talk about when we were talking about the Eddie. Hall oh type. god, damn it! We we're going to talk about fanboys. Fucking Eddie Hall's fanboys <laughs> versus. So, so if I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. I like Eddie thought Eddie Hall as a competitor. I like him as a personality. I think he's entertaining as hell. I think he's charismatic. I love it when he announces world's strongest he man. He is or Giants such Lives. a good announcer. Like, he's good. He is um, good. And if you watch that History Channel show, like he's he's hilarious. That was so good. He's I a, want them to a, make way more. I wish they so would. So they make have more. a second season coming, is what I've been seeing. So yes, but it's not with the same people, and uh, I don't okay. like that. Like like I truly think like we they had like the personalities on it. They needed yeah. a personality, like Oberst Shaw. So, Eddie Hall, like they have those three guys have a really good dynamic. Um, and then obviously Nick Best, I like Nick Best so too. So all this, all but this like to say, dad. I like Eddie Hall. I like him as a strongman competitor. I think he's a fun personality. His fans, and the I'm not worst. talking about like his fans, like you and I are fans of Eddie Hall. I'm talking about like dick sucking fanboys are the fucking worst, most annoying people <laughs> in the goddamn world. Some of them think he's still competing in strongman for some reason. Jesus and they're like, how did Eddie place? Like at World Strong, dude, he hasn't competed since 2017. Where the fuck have you been? If you're a super fan, how do you not know this? Now that, all that being to said, be, all that being said, I feel like Tom Staltman fanboys are going to be worse. Ask me why. Care to elaborate on why? Here is why. So last week we talked about 
the Giants live show where Iron Bibby hit a new Axel press record and where first, second, and third was uh, Bibby was third, second was Evan Singleton, and then uh, and, and first Novikov. was was uh, Novikov. Alexei Novikov, yep. There was a comment under the picture. I can't remember. It was like Giants Live or something like that where someone was like, they're just lucky Tom Stoltman wasn't there. How did he do in that meet? Tom Stoltman was there. How did he do? He got fifth. He got what? Get off of these people's dicks. <laughs> or at least if you're on them, at least know when to close your mouth. Well, and that is exactly what we talked about last week where Tom he Stoltman may have is- just won that competition because it was set up for him. So, yeah. cause, so cause I was looking remember, at the event breakdown. And yeah, he Stol- barely won World's Strongest Man, by the way. If he did not right. beat Brian Shaw in stones, and if Brian Shaw did not make a mistake five times, right. he wasn't going to beat Brian Shaw. Well, like, it, Brian Shaw made a mistake in every competition. So, so worst case scenario, Stoltman would have got second at worst, right. which is still fucking awesome. And I'm right. not taking yeah. anything away from Stoltman. He played his game as best he could, and it got him first. Brian fucked up. That's not Tom's fault. That's Brian's fault. And you can't say Brian was the better dude that day because he fucking wasn't. Tom Stoltman won fair and square, and I'm not taking anything away from him. I think he's the best at Stone still. 100%. And I think he's going to be one of the best guys for the next 10 years. Now, his grip... Is his issue. So, like, uh, Mikhail Shiv... Or not Mikhail Shiv, that's the Russian guy. Uh, my Mateo- favorite... That is probably my favorite one. I, yeah, I love it because he did listen to Beret. Well, also, he's Russian, which is kind of badass. But, like, he's Russian KGB. Which means he's probably done some really Like, he's probably too. killed a bunch of people, Lots which is why people. I think that's cool. But If he showed up to your door and you're like, shit, the Russian government hates me, and you opened it, I'd be like, oh my god, I love seeing you on Strongman, and then I'd be like... Wait, why are you here? I'd are be you- like, whoa, you're really scary, and I'm probably about to die. Right. Um, Ooh, plot twist. <laughs> Fan theory. He killed KK. Oh, that hurts my heart. I hope not. Oh my god. Because like... <laughs> Those are probably two iconic Russian lifters. Yep. Then like him, Yuri Belkin, like there's a couple others. Um, I will say KK, KK is more accomplished than Mikhail. KK is, he's, he's, there's no, no belt 900 deadlifter. There's nothing like him. <laughs> there, there's just nothing like him. And there will never be nothing like him. I think the closest we have on this earth is uh, Dan Green. Dan Green pulled 880 yeah. without a belt. He's pretty badass. I think it was 880 in the cage. This and he's five jacked, years ago. and they're both super jacked and well, lean. Yeah, and they're both old, or they were old. Um, okay, sorry. I'm going to bring us back. We're at like 58 minutes. So, I, I just so Mateusz Kilkowski should be winning World's Strongest Man and shit, but his deadlift is lagging behind. Right. Tom Stoltman won, and that's good. But if you look at the breakdown of the events on this Giants Live show and why Tom Stoltman got fifth, his grip sucks. He did not do well on the frame carry, which is a grip event. How? What place did he get? I forget. It was like ninth or something. Like, there was 11 people competing. He got like eighth or ninth on the frame. And then he got like eighth-ish or something on the Hercules hold. Or maybe it was sixth. I don't know. But but basically, those his the two grip events fucked him. And I'm trying to remember the World's Strongest Man events off the top of my head. But I'm guessing maybe there was one grip event. And then and then the deadlift for reps, he got, like, sixth. He's not a good deadlifter. So grip and deadlift are not his strong suits. So 
Was Deadlift at this year's World's Strongest Man? Oh, dude, honestly, I didn't watch it. I didn't either. Because I, mean, I, I just watched the results because I want to know who did what. But when it gets free on YouTube, believe they you got, me, I'm going to They got fucking, World's Strongest Man got greedy. And I don't know why they did that. I, uh, I truly don't. I don't know why they what did that. What do you mean that. they got greedy? They were charging people to watch the live stream. You didn't know that live well, stream wasn't free? It was so, like 15 bucks. I'd pay it. But so so here's the issue with World's Strongest Man, just from a logistics standpoint, is now everyone's used to like powerlifting live streaming. A lot of strongman shows are live streamed or put out the day after if it's like the Shaw Classic, which is cool. Right. World's Strongest Man was kind of like the first you, other than watching the Olympics, it was the first, hey, here's a here's a strength sport on TV to watch. Right. And World's Strongest Man has ever since the fucking seventies or eighties, I don't know when they started doing this, but but they would record it. They would prep it as like a TV show, and they would put it around Christmas because that's when you need junk TV, yeah. essentially. And that's where they stuck it. So until live streaming was a thing, no one would know what happened at World's Strongest Man until Christmas, and it usually happened like six months before that. Right, and unless you were in the know and you followed the sport, mm-hmm. you didn't know who the and World's even, Strongest Man even was. And even as early as like last year, it was like you can't say anything. Like Athletes aren't allowed to say until right. it airs on television. This year, at least, they gave you a live stream. Right. So it's set up to be a TV show production, not like... Like, think about when it first started. It was like, hey, who the fuck's the strongest? Let's find out. Right. Now let's, it's let's like... Let's pick uh, weird shit right, that people haven't practiced, and now it's a thing that people have practiced. It's become more of a spectacle. sport throughout the year instead of just this one random thing. Right. And and I wish we had enough time to talk about it because I think, you know, there's opportunity to bring more attraction to this sport and to strength sports in general, um, especially with us making a big importance of... No, excuse me, not only mental health, but also our physical health. And I think there's an opportunity there, but the correct approach is going to be difficult. Um, I think that population base wise, like popularity wise, I think it's there for there to be enough money into it. Well, and I think strongman is more fun to watch. Yeah. So yeah, strongman is fuck powerlifting is boring. Yeah. Like well, I am a power strong- lifter and powerlifting is fucking boring to right. watch it, unless I'm watching I, like a guy squat eight, 900 pounds is boring or my girl when, when, so I think where my girlfriend's lifting. I like, think strongman is fun to watch when it's in, when either you're, you're into it and you know what's going on or it is, um, curated for a TV package like world's strongest man does a strongman show is six hours of fucking around. This is my biggest issue with why I think it'll never be a sport in the USA, is we're pretty short attention span. If you sit down and watch, like, the longest sporting event ever, that's, like, fucking baseball. I was just about to say it's baseball or or NASCAR. NASCAR. And even then, it's, what, three hours? Right. That is, like, half of a strongman show. Right. Like, I think if you wanted to make it spectator-friendly, you would need... Like ten people, yeah. Not sixty. Not how World's Strongest Man does it, where you're like what fifty people, and then it. Well, so they go one like event. 16. They go one event at a time. Whereas, like, remember the one I did up in Fort Wayne? Yeah, they that, where 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 there was like was a, going at the same. Yeah, time. I think that would be the that would be the only feasible way so, that you could have World's Strongest Man or something like that keep the attention because you could always you would always have some different lift going on that you could right like jump to say oh this is going on kind of deal the problem is it's 
it's still going to take a while. Strong, well, and it would take forever, and it's world's strongest man. It's not like we're going to have Brian Shaw at 1 o'clock be doing deadlift, well, and then Thor at 1 o'clock is doing exactly. clean and press. Like, that's just not fucking and fair I think the hard, at all. The hardest thing about it, too, is, like, basketball, you can play a game every week at right. a professional level and be fine. You cannot do a World's Strongest Man competition every week and be fine. Like, you you, you can't. You can't max out every week when you're deadlifting 1,000 pounds. Your, de- your gym bros will disagree. Our gym bros will be like... They're not deadlifting 1,000 pounds. Right. Their asses are barely clearing 315 off the floor with a fucking hitch and straps. Yeah, right. they can do that every day and be fine because right. they're there's definitely, giant ass pussies. There's, there's definitely a, a point where you are so... like. Your, your your strength level is to a point where you cannot physically take. You have to recover from right. it. Right, you have to have some sort of recovery. One strongman competition I heard about um, that I think would work for TV and a small enough thing. See, the problem is, though, just making it regular enough to develop a fan base would be hard in right. general just because of recovery Well, I think, I think, you know, what, you, you know, where there's this emergence of, like, these big main competitions, you know, in powerlifting, you've got the Pioneer, the Hybrid, the Kern, right. you know, Strongman, you've got World's Strongest Man, you've, you've got, got Arnold, Classic, you've got Giants Live. And the Shaw Showdown is starting to And the to Shaw be, Showdown now, one. but do you also, you, you, cause, cause there's not just like Giants Live Europe, there's Giants Live all across the, the world, there's like... That's their qualifier, yeah. Right, and there's also like... London or not London? Like there's North American uh, or Arnold. There's South American Arnold. Um, yeah, you know, like Arnold on every continent. Yeah, like each yeah. continent has their own. So there is like set. And we even have an, an Arnold besides the classic. Yeah, it was in Santa Monica or whatever. Right? Yeah, yeah. The the qualifier for the the Arnold. Arnold. Yeah. So like there are big mid major meets that you can use. The challenge becomes but still you're how talking, do you crunch you're, it? You're talking still what? Once a month, you can make 10? it once a month. 10 meets in a year yeah, and they're different companies. So you have to pick one. So you have to pick the one with the most big right. ones, which is going to be the Arnold. So it'd be what there's seven continents. So maybe is best, Antarctica, best, Antarctica is a continent. Best so case scenario. Six. You have seven. There's Arnold there's, competitions. A there's year. six Arnold competitions and then the Arnold classic for the final. So you would have a season of seven games. Right. Right. Plus like, and, and so like, that's not fun, really. Now, in Europe, it goes better because, like, local strongman shows are, like, fan affairs, you know? Right. And that's I think, just not I how think, it is I think in, I think there's the sports more popular in Europe. Yeah. I think strength sports are more popular. But think about what sports they have over there now, versus the sports we have over here. One like, thing, our importance of the NFL or the NBA, right. those take precedence, whereas over there they've got, oh, shit, like FC Barcelona. You know, they've got soccer. They got saw, and they're not even teams; they're clubs. So, right. like, they don't have like as much organized sport as I perceive that we have here in the states. Now, I may be wrong. You know the uh, the strongman show that I think would work on TV. I just don't know how much you could replicate it, just because it's short enough. Is they did a show where it was like they called it the strongman showdown, and it was. Uh, so, like, say you and me are really good fucking deadlifters. So oh, and, I remember that was a YouTube you and, show, you and or me a YouTube go, channel, or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you, you and me go head to head on deadlifts for reps at whatever, and so you basically have two teams, right? And then the next event is like 
max yoke walk for 50 feet and you have two other guys doing that shit so you have like five events but there's like five people on your team and each of you is doing one event head to head with another guy and that shit would go fast enough that you could watch it oh i was thinking of so there is a there's an ultimate strength showdown or something that they were doing Mm. and it took like the best i'm using air quotes uh, from each respective like different sports so you had powerlifting crossfit Are olympic you weightlifting about the uh, this thing that steve wars? was the strength the thing that steve was in the thing that steve competed steve gentilly was in that one he did it once i don't know what it yeah was. he shared it and i was like this motherfucker i've seen this holy was shit was it strength wars it might have been strength wars i don't remember with like the scandinavian dude that talks like this i don't remember but like that there YouTube was a they, channel is fucking dope it might have been then i think it was a um, youtube channel but yeah they Blaine were like summer was was on they put out a, mo- a feature film this Good. summer or something like, or, or like winter or something i and, feel and it like was, it was the dope. pieces are there you know obviously no the sport's not going to grow or anything until money's there like until the until the big mo- until money so i feel like all but the pieces money's- are there it's just why the does process money, of assembling it why does money go into a sport i why money goes into a sport it, oh, i thought that I'm was not, a question I'm, for me i'm not talking if it's government funded but yes other than government funding why would money go into a sport you have to have you have to have persons that want to participate in it right or are you wanting something different if there's money people want to participate in it but what causes money to get there in the first oh, place oh you corporate sponsors why would a corporate sponsor it because the, the, per, the population an viewing it yeah yeah the population viewing it so rain is like planted so, their fag oh boy flag <laughs> holy censor batman planted their flag <laughs> in strength sports correct you know, their poster as, child as is did. sure is, is not shaw um thor thor right. is their poster child is he still Oh, I think so. Or did they switch off to someone who actually competes in strength sports? Uh, I mean, as far as I know, I don't know. Um, as far as I last checked, he is. Um, but it's interesting because they gave out like at nationals this year, drug tested national rain gave out like some good, like five grand nice. to each winner of each class. And I didn't know that was a thing. Um, so that's cool. So what I'm saying is if you want strength sports to, to be in anywhere near, like let's it's not gotta even, get let's commercialized not, let's not say the same ballpark as nfl nba stuff like no, that because that's not that's but let's unrealistic. talk let's talk mma right another example of like a small niche sport that actually became marketable and worth some money to people at large because it could be done in two hours right you could see a bunch of matches like it there was Do you think our meets are too long then like think, there's too many people I in the think meets? meets are too long. That's why I think that showdown method would be okay. Like, uh, like, like a 15, be, 30 person meet. It has to be understandable to the audience. Like an audience, especially with like, so MMA people who don't know shit, like when they stay on their feet, right? Cause it's right. less complicated. It's more entertaining to the, to the dumbest viewer, the least informed viewer. Right. This is why strongman is a better spectator sport than powerlifting. Because if a dude struggles, you don't know if it's 400 pounds or 800 pounds. Because if you're the most ignorant viewer, you just don't fucking know. I see what you're Whereas saying. Whereas if you're dragging a car, people are like, oh, cars, are, a, cars are fucking heavy. Right. That's so there's no, there's right? no like, God, what's that term? There's no like the way carnivals. to like relate it. Yeah. There's people no way to like put f- into terms how heavy 700 pounds right. is. Like 700 pounds, people are like, oh, that's heavy. But they don't like know. But, Whereas like you take... If pulling you, a fucking train, like people, are trains like, are heavy. Trains are heavy. We or, know or how heavy trains. I are. I have a car. Cars are heavy, so deadlifting it is probably or, fucking heavy. Right. 
even though it may not be as heavy as that 700-pound deadlift. Right, that 700-pound deadlift may feel worse. Or like like a log. People are like, that's like the size of a fucking tree, and he's pressing it. Right, like, like that's why strongman is such an easier sport to commercialize. I feel like it's because it's so it's, much cooler. It, it's easier for the audience to relate to it because they picture themselves relating to that object that you're trying to fuck around with. Right, and I think that's... And that's why football and basketball and all that shit is big, too, because... In youth, people play a lot of fucking sports. Right. You've watched a football game at, at high school. You've you've maybe played football. And if you played football, you've, of course, lifted weights, too. But for general population, Joe Schmo likes MMA because, like, they understand, like, getting hit is probably fucking crazy. And right. that dude just got hit. You right. know? Multiple they don't, times. They don't understand jujitsu because they're like, I've never rolled on the mat with someone. I've never been put in an arm bar. I kind of wrestled with my brother when I was a kid, but like it's just harder to understand than than, than the dude getting a foot on the side of the head. Yeah, and I and I, I feel agree. like strongman compared to is like that compared to yeah, power. Yeah, I think strongman. So, God, I was gonna I was gonna say a train of thought, but I cannot remember what I was going to say. That's disappointing. Um, I mean, I think it's 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 a thing that we need to truly try and figure out a way to commercialize it. Strongman is easily going to be way easier to commercialize. So may I mean maybe we need to simplify the apparat the the competition. Yeah. Like I think we're overcomplicating too much. Get it into a bite-sized amount and if you did kind of more like this is a five-person team, the Jaguars against the Sharks right, this like week I, on Strongman Showdown, right. you know, these 10 people versus these 10 people and then next week it's different teams. Right. It, compared to like Here's the best 60 guys. Okay, they just duked it out for four hours. They can't compete for another 12 weeks because they'll die. Right. Like, I, I you know what? And, that, and that's, they tried I to do that like with, that. They tried to do that with CrossFit and Grid League back in the day. I too. was going to say, so, I mean, that's kind of how the CrossFit games are, are. CrossFit games are once a year, dude. No, 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 no. But, like, to qualify for the CrossFit games? You know what I mean? That's like, just like, but it's not like team i mean you can do yeah teams, i was gonna say they've but, got crossfit teams but i was just but you thinking, have regionals you yeah. have the open you have regionals you have nat you have well that, that's what i'm that's saying it. that's what i'm saying for like powerlifting or strongman you know if it's if we think there is enough competitors well but regionally, CrossFit is still junk tv for espn it just took the place of strongman no they're still both there but strongman's not on espn fuck yeah it is cbs sports i was on cbs now yeah oh. so when 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 they got kicked they got kicked to make way for CrossFit because it was more relatable because they're people that are right. normal sized, right? Man, and maybe that's a society. But if thing. you want it to be like NFL, NBA, where there's like a season and it like goes on, yeah. Throughout I, the I mean, year, I think that is that's the way to do it. Yeah, and Grid League is the option that they tried to do to do that with CrossFit. But again, a barbell is less relatable than a fucking truck, right? And I think that the more relatable you can make the sport, you know. The more a pr- more, the more ripples it will create. Right. So, well, like think, you know, with that CrossFit in the early two thousands, when it brought right. people and droves to not only CrossFit but strength sports in general. Yeah, I mean, you and I have, was a huge. You and I have this. Hu- we have conversations over and over again that while you and I don't like CrossFit particularly, I the do best. Like CrossFit. Oh well, I think it's stupid. Well, <laughs> it has a place like every other workout. Um, but like you and I both have agreed that. Like, powerlifting strongman wouldn't be where it is I without... I wouldn't have found either of them without CrossFit. Right. CrossFit's what I started in. Well, and, yeah, I mean, because CrossFit... I mean, I was like, oh, CrossFit Olympic weightlifting, that's where I want to go. Like, I like right. cleaning, I like jerking, I like snatching. Well, that guy's kind of shredded and jacked, so I kind of want to look like him. Right. Like, that was... 
you know, and then I got into it and I was like, Ooh, these, these, <laughs> these, this, these cardio. this cardio thing is kind of hard, but if I, if I just do the lifting thing, you know, I like that. So I'm just going to yeah. stick with that. So I feel like CrossFit's an interesting animal because you can either get into CrossFit, love it. And if you're a competitive person, want to compete in CrossFit and so there's that person that just continues down that journey or there's the person like, like me and you where it's like you hit that and it's really just really good GPP work. Right. And then through that, at least for me through that, I started to mess with Olympic lifting, realized I don't want to learn all that shit. And then I moved into strongman cause I had a CrossFit strongman seminar that I went to and then through that power lifting, like you start with that GPP and then kind of see the things you're a little more naturally gifted at. And now you specialize. Right. And just I, like, I, just I, like growing up in school, you, right. you get your gen eds and then you pick your fucking major. Right. And I, and I think, and I think that's the, the route that the, the strength community needs to do. Um, obviously we can just leave Olympic weightlifting out cause well, but there's a ton of cares, people but, who are just, I just want to be in shape and GPP and CrossFit is, as long as you're not doing stupid shit, CrossFit right. is a great way to stay mentally engaged right. in so your like, fitness journey. So if I'm going to put an image into the brain of our listeners who aren't like super into it. So here's how I would label CrossFit. So picture a Venn diagram. We are going to take powerlifting in one circle, strongman in a second circle, and Olympic weightlifting in its third circle. Where those all three overlap is very much where I would put CrossFit because CrossFit 100%. does a yoke, CrossFit does power clean, they do CrossFit carries. squats yep. and deadlifts. Actually, CrossFit deadlifts a shit ton. Um, they don't really yeah. squat as much, but like like I've just listed off a, a, comp- a like a movement from every single main branch, and I'm air quoting. Did you forget softball throwing? Oh, shut the... F- We're not talking about this softball, man. For our listeners, if you did not listen to last week's conversation about softball throwing and the beginnings of it, y'all need to... You're missing out. CrossFit softball <laughs> throw for max distance, baby. Jeez. But, yeah, no, I mean, I think the money's, the money's there. Money's to be had. I think money's being left on the table. But, you know, and I'm not a fan of, like, oh, we should do all this stuff and give no, like recommendation as to what path or how to accomplish that goal. But like, I, I think money could be had. I just don't know how to assemble the pieces to make it a very profitable industry, but I think we're close. Yeah. yeah I think the first, I feel like industry, like corporations with sponsorship money, a lot of times aren't leading innovation. Right. When it comes to advertisement dollars, right? Like you lead innovation and then once there's a following, corporations say, "Shit, I can sell things to that following," and then the money comes. Well, so let's let's look at money real quick. Um, so, green. perfect example: Kern, the Kern U.S. Open, first place male, best male, best female got fifty grand. Mm-hmm. Their sponsors were not Nike or like Adidas or like it, it was like Pioneer putting the money in. And like shit it like was that. like. It was like people in the sport that love the sport putting mid, it in. Mid, mid, mid-sized companies, not Fortune 500, not making money when hand did, over fist. Pioneer, your Kabuki strength. Um, right. You know, your your you know Pioneer has their own goddamn meat. Right. Like, and it is one of the biggest meats in the country with one of the bigger payouts. When did Reebok start sponsoring CrossFit Games? <sighs> Once it got on TV. Correct. So they they started CrossFit in general, like in Glassman's gym started like two thousand four. 
I don't know when Reebok sponsored it. I know it's Noble this year, but like they didn't start sponsoring it until people in the sport put a bunch of money into the sport and grew the sport. Then you get your big sponsors, and right. that's the same with powerlifting. You got right. I, that's you got why Pioneer, I say. You I got, think we're you on got, the cusp. I mean, Rogue is a big sponsor. Rogue sponsors the fuck out yep, of those. And big Rogue leagues. is the first. I don't even want to say big company because they're not in the grand scheme of things. Rogue is an example of like the community of CrossFit initially right. having a need for rigs and, and right. basically like more base gym Rogue. equipment. And Rogue was like, there's a fucking need for that. So we're putting money in right. creating and filling that need and making money off of it. And then we'll continue. But it wasn't like Rogue was there, saw this thing Rogue was this huge company, and then was like, "Ah, I can no, sell Rogue, you shit." Rogue became Rogue, Rogue because, because of because of CrossFit, yeah, which is very different than Reebok coming in as this huge company already, and then being like, "There is money, more money to be made here. I'm going to jump in." Boy, talk about a talk about a fucking mistake by Nike and Adidas and those companies, right? Like, like Adidas I, owns Reebok. Do they own Reebok? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Nice, that's new, news to me. Yeah, but no, yes. like I hate. I used to be like Reebok. What the hell? Now I, I like love Reebok apparel because it's not overpriced. Right, that's pretty goddamn comfortable. I mean, my shoes are Reebok. Uh, so yeah, Reebok's not well, that bad. Nike tried to get in the CrossFit game a little late with the Metcon shoes, and they're still in. Oh, that's right. In, I still in, have in the because that's what my lifters are actually are Metcons. Yeah, I'm not. I've been out of the CrossFit world as far as what's happening for so long i just get snippets here and there from people i know that are still involved in it but yeah i know it's noble this year so i don't know what reebok and nike did i think reebok kind of cut ties when glassman was saying weird stuff about that um, would make sense oh the, yeah the uh, crossfit games the BLM, this year were weird. George, whatever yeah i yeah i know because i think they actually pulled i don't think they sponsored because it used to be so there's also rogue record breakers i forgot about that one that doesn't that, happen anymore. Though. Yeah, that, was, that was a powerlifting meet. That right? was a powerlifting yeah. thing. The Rogue record breaker. It used to be Reebok record breakers, and then uh, Rogue stepped in because it was right. like because that was Mark Bell's deal that yeah. he had on the coast, and then he brought Reebok in. Reebok was a main sponsor. They stepped back. Rogue came in, filled the shoes, and now there was. I think there was a branching off when that happened because there was a branching from the record breakers and the Kern, and then the Kern came out the next year. Because the current's not that old. Um, and obviously I could be incorrect in remembering. You know way more than me about the powerlifting stuff, that's for sure. But, yeah, no, I think, because there, cause there's the, there's, there should be, I think there's five. There's one that's up in uh, Chicago. I cannot remember what it's called. There's the Boss of Bosses. There's the Hybrid Showdown. There's the Pioneer, the Tribute. Did I say the Kern? And then there's also the Record Breaker. So I think I just listed seven. Seven major powerlifting meets where first prize is thirty grand or more. Nice. Um, I feel like I should try to get strong. Like again. fuck, right? I'm like <laughs> these mother, the one ninety eight weight class. I'm like y'all motherfuckers have got to pick one. Like y'all can't do all seven of them, right? Like, give me one to maybe try and be competitive. Like, goddamn. But if you want the sport to grow, we need more of them, man. Right. Well, and that's the thing is like, oh well, and you know what. I'm curious as to what Indy City does next year. Indy City just did a big one. They did. They just right. did a humongous meet. And when I say humongous meet, money wasn't given, but Ghost is a Sponsored humongous a sponsor stuff. now. And they kind of came out of nowhere. And I don't know the ins and outs of how they were founded, but 
I'm just yeah, saying. They did kind of just come and blow over the world out right. just because their stuff looks so damn sexy. And it's so sexy. And you know what? And this is why, why I bring it up. And they make why kabuki I have, shit look cheap. Right. And I have high expectations for this meet that they had. They hosted in Indianapolis because they gave two combo racks away. Damn. For best lifter. Or at least one combo rack. That's a $5,000 rack. Yeah. They're like, ridiculous. The hell? Like, I don't know. I would almost rather have that than five grand. Well, no, I lied. I would rather no, have five No, you can grand. buy a Titan combo rack for a grand and put 4000 in your pocket. Right. But, like, like <laughs> seriously, like, they are big name sponsors now, and they're putting forth money and equipment. Yeah. Um, actually, how they- I feel like a piece of what go. I, don't get me wrong. I've used, I've, I've used the ghost equipment that is at Indy City, and it's- it's nice. It is so but nice. You, it's kind of like Rogue. You know you're paying a little more because they're giving so much money back to the sport. Right. I feel the same with Ghost. Like, their shit's good, but it's not that good. God, maybe it is. I don't know. I haven't used it a ton, but Jesus Christ. I, w- it's I don't nice. know if I'd pay five grand for a mono. I would. I mean, if, if I was... Here's so here's here's five grand for a combo. Rack. So here's where my how how I justify spending money in the sport for like equipment and stuff is as I feel like my like if I was a two thousand pound or not two thousand pound that'd be great twelve hundred pound totaler you know do I need to go out and buy a mono lift do I need all the bells and whistles do I really need a power bar or a deadlift bar or something like if equipment you're only totaling twelve hundred then it means that you have a real job and make some actual money in a real life, so you probably can afford that shit compared <laughs> right. to us, us upper upper teens totalers, you know, who just power lift too much. And right. Well, don't. so, but, like, <laughs> the way I can justify it is, you know, is as I get stronger and my need for more niche equipment increases, you right. know, that's, that's kind of how I can justify getting more equipment and spending more money. Yeah, you're talking to me. I, I just spent... We, Although, Way too much money on a home gym. So. Well, I probably would have been in the same boat, but I had other unforeseen bills to come yeah, you up. you had to buy ACs. <laughs> right, yeah. not thrilled about that one. But yeah, so I think I think the money's coming in, and as companies explode a little bit more and get more involved, right? You know, I think that's that. Those are where our sponsors are going to come, and then as maybe we'll get some big corporate sponsors. But I don't think, you know, the only the only sponsors we're going to see are those guys that are giving back like a Matt winning or right. Like Brian Shaw or Mark bell. His, it was cause he, 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 he sponsored, I think he was put forth 20 grand for the winners. Yeah, for that record breaker. Was some money around. That's for sure. Um, I don't know what they're doing now. I think they've kind of stepped away from the sport. I don't know. Please. Someone Preston. Uh, what we, our we got podcast a, is at an hour and 26 minutes. I know we need to, uh, Dial back in. You're the one that got us off track. Yeah. I blame you. What but are we dialing in on? Final thoughts on final whatever thoughts you were for the day. Um, don't overthink things. We stress things that are too much. Don't need to be stressed. Well, that's a good sentence. Don't overthink. That's shit. like on the level of our intros, right? Don't overthink our your your day. Like, don't stress. Don't stress on meat day. Right. Don't have fun. E- don't extra stress on meat day. Right. Have fun. Don't forget to follow, like, and follow our IGs at strongman underscore Dan at PSAC 16. Excuse me. Shouldn't have drank that Coke. Um, Also, if you ever want to lift with us, feel free to reach out at any time or just pop in Fearless Fitness Boot Camp. I think it's all one word. And then also, don't forget to check out our other 
Instagram, Meathead Chatter. At Meathead Chatter. That's our theme song. God. I'll do better. I'll Can work we, on yeah, it. Yeah, we'll, we'll record our own theme song. Don't forget to check us out on all the social medias. Check out our Patreon, especially that template programming. I will say, I think you blew up my my bench 40 pounds. Like, I, I had been stuck at 330, and then you pushed it up to 375, like, out of nowhere. So If there is one thing I know how to do in the world, is it's bench. bench press. Like, yeah. So definitely check out our template programming. It's not one, ooh, grow your bench in 90 days, 30 bucks. No, that's your squat bench and deadlift t- template. Yeah, so, I'll even I'll even program squat shit, even though I hate it. Yeah, but you got you're good at squat. So that is our day. Don't forget to check us out. Catch you later. <laughs>